It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Skald Circle to listen to the tale of Jack Dreadnought from Hungarian folklore, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale of Jack Dreadnought. A poor widow had a son who was so courageous that not even the devil's mother could have frightened him, and therefore he was named in his childhood Jack Dreadnought. His mother was in continual terror lest something dreadful might happen to her son, as he was so plucky, nay, foolhardy, and determined to use all possible means to teach him fear. For this reason, she sent him to the clergyman of the village as mendicant and requested the minister to use all his knowledge in trying to teach her son to fear. The clergyman left nothing untried to make the boy frightened. He told him all sorts of ghastly and horrible tales. But these, instead of frightening the lad, made him only more anxious to make the acquaintance of ghosts similar to those mentioned in the tales. The clergyman thereupon hit upon the idea of introducing some sham ghosts in order to break Jack Dreadnought's intrepidity. He fixed upon the three nights before Christmas on these nights the lad had to go to ring the bells at midnight in the tower that stood at the very end of the village and the clergyman thought he could find some opportunity of frightening Jack. He took an old cassock and stuffed it with straw and placed it before the tower door, with one hand on the handle. Midnight came, and Jack went to ring the bell and discover the dummy in the cassock. Who are you? he called out, but received no reply. Very well, said the boy. If you won't answer, I will tell you this. If you don't clear off from that door, I'll kick you in the stomach that you will turn twelve somersaults. As there was no reply, Jack, in his rage, took hold of the dummy's collar and threw him on the ground with such violence that it rolled away three fathoms. And then, as if nothing had happened, he went up into the tower, rang the bells, and went home. The clergyman, as his first experiment did not succeed, made two dummies the next day, which were exactly alike. One he placed in the same position as before, at the door of the tower, the other near the bell ropes. At midnight, Jack again went to ring the bells, and, as before, made short work of the first dummy. As he did not receive any reply, he took him by the collar and threw him on the ground. When he went up into the tower and saw the rope was held by another, he thought it was the first one, and thus addressed him. Well, my friend, you've come here, have you? You hadn't enough with the first fall. Answer me, or I will dash you on the ground so you'll not be able to get up again. And as the dummy did not reply, Jack took it by the throat and pitched it from the window of the tower, and it whizzed through the air. The clergyman had had two unsuccessful experiments, but he had great confidence in the third. He made three dummies this time. Two were placed as before, and the third he stood on the bell so that it might prevent it ringing. Jack Dreadnought dealt with the first two dummies as on the previous night. But as he was about to ring the bell, to his astonishment, he discovered the dummy was sitting there on it. He was not frightened, but when he saw it would not come down, after a polite request, he took it angrily by one leg and pitched it through the window like a cat. 
the clergyman had now come to the conclusion that he was unable to teach Jack fear, and now commenced to plan on how he might get rid of him. The next morning, he called him and thus spoke to him. Jack, you are a fine, courageous fellow. Go, take my gray horse and as much provisions as you think will last you three days. Then go into the world and follow your nose. Do not stop all day, but take up your night quarter wherever darkness finds you. Do this for three days and settle down where you spend the third night, and you will be prosperous. The clergyman thought that Jack would perish on the way, but we shall see whether he did. Jack started off the first night, and in the evening he came to a narrow round timber hut, which was rather high, and he decided to sleep there. As he found it empty, he made a fire in its center and commenced to fry some bacon. All of a sudden, he felt something dripping. He looked up and saw something like a human form dangling in the air. Well, upon my word, he shouted, the devil won't even leave me alone here. Get down from there, will you? Or do you expect me to take you down? No reply came, and Jack, with a clever jump, caught hold of one of its legs and brought it down, but the head was torn off and fell down. Only then he discovered that it was a hanged man. He did not think much of it and stayed there all night. He traveled the whole of the next day. In the evening he reached an inn and asked for a room and received in reply that they had an empty room in the upper floor, the only one vacant, but that no one could sleep there as the place was haunted. But, shouted Jack, oh, I know those ghosts. Let me have a dish of good food, a mouthful of good wine, and a burning candle in the upper room, and I will sleep there. I swear by Bill's above that the ghost will come no more. The innkeeper tried to dissuade Jack from his foolhardy attempt, but he would not give way. He was shown into the room, which was a large apartment on the upper floor. Jack placed the lighted candle in the middle, a dish full of food and a jug of wine by the side of it, and settled down in a chair, waiting for the awful ghosts. No sooner had the clock struck midnight, and all of a sudden a fearful chorus of animal noises was to be heard, like the howling of dogs, the neighing of horses, the bellowing of cattle, the roaring of wild beasts, the bleating of sheep and of goats, and also the crying and laughing and clanking of chains. Jack was quite delighted with the nocturnal concert. But all of a sudden, a big skull rolled in through the door and stopped by the side of the dish. Jack stared at it. But instead of the skull, he saw an old monk standing before him with long, heavy chains. Good evening, Brother Fire. Good evening, Brother Friar, shouted Jack. Pray have supper with me. I'm going from here, said the friar. And I want you to come too. I will show you something. With pleasure, replied Jack. Will you lead the way, you devil, or you revered gentleman? Thereupon Jack followed the friar with a lighted candle. When they arrived at the stairs, the friar insisted upon his going first, but Jack would not. The friar was obliged to lead the way. Next they came to a narrow landing at the top of the cellar stairs. Here again, the friar insisted him to go first, but he would not. So the apparition had to go first. But as soon as he went down a few steps, Jack gave the friar such a push, with such dexterity, that he went head over heels down the steps and broke his neck. In the morning, the innkeeper had the friar buried. He made Jack a handsome present, and the latter continued on his journey. Jack Dreadnought rode the whole next day, and in the evening again came to an inn, where he could not get any room except upstairs, where no one else would sleep on account of ghostly visitors. Jack took the room and was once again enjoying his supper in the center 
when the old clock struck midnight. The same sort of music struck his ear as on the previous night, and amid a great crash, a human hand dropped from the ceiling near his dish. Jack, in cold blood, took the hand and threw it behind the door. Another hand came and went the same way. Now a leg came, and this too went behind the door. Then came its fellow, which was soon dispatched to the rest. At last, a big skull dropped right into the middle of the dish and broke it. Jack got into a rage and threw the skull violently behind the door. And on looking back, he found, instead of the limbs, an immense ghost standing behind the door, whom Jack at once taxed with the damage done to the dish, demanding payment. The ghost replied, Very well, I will pay for it if you come with me. Jack consented, and they went off together as before. He always insisted on the ghost going first, and they came to a large, winding staircase, and down into a huge cellar. Jack opened his eyes and mouth wide when he found in the cellar three vats full of gold, six vats of silver, and twelve vats full of copper coins. The ghost said to him, There, choose a vat full of coins for your dish and take it wherever you like. But Jack, however, did not touch the money. Instead, he replied, Not I. Do you suppose that I will carry away that money? Whoever brought it here, let him take it away. Well done, replied the ghost. I see I've found my man at last. Had you touched the treasure, you would have died a sudden death. But now, since you are such a fine and courageous fellow, the like of whom I have never seen before, settle down in this place and use the treasure in peace. No one will ever disturb or haunt you any more. After these words, the ghost disappeared. Jack became the owner of the immense treasure and married the innkeeper's only daughter, who is very pretty, and lived with her to this day, if he has not died since, enjoying life and spending the money he found in the vats in the cellar. And that is the tale of Jack Dreadnought from Hungarian folklore. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us, to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. <laughs>